0: Control, vision, determination. These are the three fundamental components of the new generation race
1: car driver. Speed is a byproduct, going fast. But remember, the car is you. You are the car. Okay? Let's ride! THE FUCK IS A REBOOT?
0: Well, a reboot, boys, is when Hollywood wants to make a lot of money without the hassle of creating a new movie. So they take an old
1: movie and change just enough to make you pay for the same shit all over again. Those greedy fucking animal, oh it's insidious.
0: And welcome back to a very special high octane reboot deboot I'm your co-host Griffin. I'm your other co-host Alex. I forgot that we already did our intro test. So when I heard that opening clip that you put the bumper, I didn't. Re- I was like, "Oh shit! Right, we're recording." <laughs> <laughs> right. It caught me off guard.
1: Yeah, there's a bit of a a bit
0: of a chortle in there. It's fine. I, yeah I, I guess you know i mean no, to be fair no one's ever really ready for nick cage we're doing it lot. yeah yeah oh <laughs> just they caught me off guard We're a little bit later <laughs> yeah. too um so uh what, what's going on alex how you been uh pretty good it's
1: summertime out here my work schedule changes a bit i got more free time it's it's uh, been good i got some because man I haven't watched them yet, but because of this, I have some movies on deck that I need to watch, some, like, Nicolas Cage classics I want to go and revisit. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, of course. Like Snake Eyes and Vampire's Kiss. I've thought about it. I'm not going to, but I've thought about it.
1: (laughs) Well, you'll get a a little taste of a few of those in a bit.
0: I think uh, a couple of months ago, I showed Alicia Raising Arizona. Oh, yeah, classic a good it's a good one you know um That's and then word. there's wild at one. heart
1: yeah wild at heart also is really good those ones he's not doing quite as inexplicable of an accent as he is in vampires case. <laughs>
0: others yeah you can i can i be uh can i get a little candid with you sure <laughs> okay um wild at heart is the exact reason why i want and have wanted a snakeskin jacket mm. yeah. Okay. Because Nicolas Cage wears that python jacket. That
1: is like like the most Nicolas Cage garment you could think of. It would be like that and alligator (laughs) cowboy boots. Yeah.
0: yeah. But ever since I saw Wild Heart when I was like like an impressionable teen, like 12 or 13, I saw Wild Heart and I'm like, man, that's a really cool jacket. And ever since then, I've wanted a snakeskin jacket.
1: I think there's a lot of things about Nicolas Cage's life you might want to emulate. Do you know he spent the night in Dracula's castle?
0: I did. (laughs) He also is like <laughs> he spent the night in Dracula's castle. He owns he owned a dinosaur skull and had to return it to its country of origin. He he actually like his character from National Treasure is almost just like an inflated version of him.
1: Yeah. Oh, actually, all right. So this is going to be <laughs> like, a good segue. So we're we're talking about God in sixty seconds today. The the nick cage classic and then the there is also a movie in 1974 by the same name with similar themes
0: yes (laughs) yes well yeah 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 essentially it came out in
1: 74 and then it was the reboot it's a it's a remake it's more of like a there was a rough draft of a movie that existed and then it's like (laughs) they finished the movie concept (gasps) right 30 years later or whatever but uh so i hadn't seen well this movie made me there's some like quality Nicolas Cage stuff in here. He's not as over the top as as is in a lot of stuff. It's um, it's almost like the great it's almost like the last great Nicholas Cage movie. I would have to see a timeline because I think that The Rock is uh, before that's, this. That's earlier. Yeah. I don't there's still yeah. stuff like I liked Matchstick Men and a few of his other things that came out and he's like
0: had a bit of a resurgence now where he's doing like some pretty Yeah, but now but stuff. But now he's like in on the joke, right? Like I think gone in 60 seconds was the last, like, n- like seriously good Nick cage movie where it's just oh. like, he's not overacting. He's just Nick cage. And I, I don't know. It, yeah. it, feel, it felt more organic. Although I haven't seen the unbearable weight of massive talent yet. So this is a timeless
1: debate. Nicholas cage good <laughs> or not. Um, yeah. Is he just good in <laughs> good movies and bad in bad movies? We may never know. Right. But I have a little Nick Cage themed quiz for you. Oh, just God. Some Nick Cage okay. trivia. You've already okay. demonstrated that you know a bit about at least one of the questions. Uh, sure. And to wit, I have made a bit of a, a little Nick Cage homage audio thing. We'll play that and then we can do the okay. questions. Okay. <laughs> okay. So just uh, get, get ready. I'm, I'm, I'm prepared.
0: could somebody misfile file something? What could be easier? It's all alphabetical. Bible file file! Bible file file! Bible file! You just put it in the right file according to alphabetical order. Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast!
1: Ah!
0: You know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beaten until you.
1: KISSED BLOOD! H I J K L <laughs> M N O P! I love
0: my eyes! My eyes! Ah! Ah!
1: Yeah, Nick Cage Smooch is good. <laughs> you tell him! Nick Cage Smooch is good! Ha!
0: Huh? <sighs> That's all you have to do!
1: Very good. You know
0: your alphabet. I didn't misspelled anything! Not once! Not work time! I'm sure that you didn't.
1: Ooh, okay, that's it.
0: <laughs> it's... It...
1: <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> that is Ooh, filing that's... alphabetical order rant from Vampire's that's... Kiss shot through yeah. with some other classic cage moments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I had a lot of fun putting that together. Once I was, uh, I
0: I, 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 I would have too. I would have too. All right,
1: you ready to jump into
0: it? Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. What <laughs> city is Nicolas Cage's tomb located in? And bonus point if you know what shape it is.
0: What key? Wait, wait, wait. What right? what city
1: is Nicolas Cage's tomb located in? And what shape is it for a bonus point? He's not in the tomb. He bought it for later.
0: He bought it for okay, oh Jesus. <laughs> um
1: I actually don't know. It's a city he's got like kind of an association with. Um, um He was in a movie this where he was in a movie n- directed by Werner Herzog, and the name of this city is in the title. Does that help?
0: Oh uh <laughs> Um Werner Hort uh City? A Nicolas Cage movie named after a city? It's in
1: the title. I don't know. You wanna, I mean.
0: It's not. I'm
1: just gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead. It
0: can't, it, yeah, yeah, okay, it go. It's not, yeah, okay, go. The tomb
1: is located in New Orleans and it is shaped like a pyramid and the movie is <laughs> oh Port god. of Call, Bad Lieutenant, or Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So, zero points so far. What was Nicolas Cage's first major movie credit? So, like, in IMDb, it's listed as... The first thing listed as a movie. And then bonus point if you know what name he was credited under.
0: Oh, sh... It's not Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It is. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Um... And what name was he credited as? Yeah. Oh, God. I... It's not a
1: crazy one. It's not like a I, I know
0: it's, just... it, 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 it's like uh... <sighs> it wasn't Nikki, was it? No, it's just it him. wasn't. It's his real it... name before he changed. Oh, it. Oh N- Coppola. Yeah. Nicholas Coppola. Okay. Okay. I thought see, I thought it was oh. Nikki Coppola, but yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nikki is the name of his hallucinated version of himself in The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. That's one. Okay, so...
0: <coughs> so I'm at one point?
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, two two for the last one. You got the name and the movie. Mm. Okay, so Nicholas Cage came, changed his name to avoid accusations of nepotism. What superhero <laughs> does his adopted name pay homage to?
0: Uh, Luke Cage. That is correct,
1: yeah. Uh, what superhero did Nicholas Cage name his son after? Slash what is his son's name? One of his sons.
0: Oh, God. Um... Oh, uh, fucking uh, Kal-El. Yeah, that's it. Nice.
1: Okay. Um... (laughs) He's such a weird guy. (laughs) That's sort of the point (laughs) of this quiz. (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) How much did the dinosaur skull that Nicolas Cage bought at that auction cost? uh,
0: Uh, It's three six figures. Yeah, it was like 2.5 million, right? No. 1 divided by 10. It wasn't 2.5? For that skull?
1: No. At least the number I found for the Tyrannosaurus Bataar skull that he had to return to Mongolia was 276,000. That's cheap. (laughs) I guess I don't buy a lot of dinosaur skulls. So compared, I, I, I I'm thinking it's expensive. Like compared the thing to in 2009, it's okay, but... like two houses, of which he Fair has enough. 15 at his height, including several haunted properties. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what religious relic did Cage spend some time going on a quest
0: trying to find? Uh, I mean, it's got to be one of two, right? It's either. Um... Is it the Holy Grail? It is the Holy Grail. I, okay.
1: <laughs> he was unsuccessful, just so everyone, okay. just so we yeah. know.
0: <laughs> it was either going to be the Holy Grail or the Fountain of Youth. The Fountain of Youth. Maybe the Spear of Destiny or the Shroud of Turin. Well, those are both, uh, like, behind glass. Oh, yeah. Okay. So unless he's actually going to pull a heist.
1: What psychedelic drug did Nicolas Cage do with his pet cat? What? What psychedelic
0: drug did Nicholas no, Cage do with it? I heard you. I just I didn't know he did that. Psychedelic <laughs> drug. Yeah. Okay, helping uh, you with me, the question okay. here. There's only like three or four to pick from. <laughs> right, right. Well, but see, it's Nicholas Cage.
1: So, like, yeah, he could be into some weird shit. Could have been doing it could do sh- before like, anyone knew what it was.
0: Like, could do shrooms, maybe, maybe acid. But I think Nick Cage is more of like a. was it peyote. Uh,
1: no, it was mushrooms. Ugh, okay. Classic mushrooms. Alright. Uh, this is the last question. May, might just be a straight guess, but how many acting credits does Nicolas Cage have? We'll go plus or minus ten. This is everything under his acting credit in IMDb. <sighs>
0: acting credits? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, fuck. Um... Yeah. Okay, you know what? I'm... Just going to say <sighs> 135.
1: Not too far off. It's 109. Okay. Um, 105 if you only count stuff that's already come out. He has like four things that are currently in post-production, including okay. a rumored <laughs> fucking Tiger King show. Oh, my. <sighs> <laughs> I know. I know it's tough being a Nick Cage fan sometimes. <laughs> it is, um, but yes, like right. well, that's
0: almost an unfair question because he's been in he's know, been in that's so
1: I, much. Like that's, I know that's why I was like this is just gonna have to be a guest. He's in like two
0: movies a year every year since 1980. Like so much, like the Family Man, fucking Kick Ass, like just. God, he's in so much between worlds, (laughs) knowing next, like adaptation, fun one, adaptation, the color out of space, face off, leaving Las Vegas, The Rock. Like, yeah,
1: Jesus, been a bunch of awesome movies and some not so great ones, but a lot, (laughs) yeah, yeah, a lot of
0: movies. (laughs) Um,
1: well, thank you for playing. That was the whole quiz, mostly an excuse to learn weird facts about Nicolas Cage, but you know what?
0: I like, (laughs) I, I support that.
1: Okay, I'll have to find another use for that audio bumper too. I'm not sure where it'll be relevant, but at some point I gotta use it again. Okay, yeah. Well, that was a
0: that was my little little prepared bit. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Um. So yeah, as, as Alex said earlier, uh, we're covering the 1974 Gone in 60 Seconds, and then the uh, 2000. Rough remake reboot, uh, starring Nick Cage and Angelina Jolie it, and Vinny Jones. Took the and concept and turned it into a real
1: movie,
0: yeah. Um, so Alex, what's your experience with Gone in 60 Seconds? Uh, I saw it in
1: theaters when it came out, and then about a hundred times after that because my dad fucking loved this movie. Uh, he would like, we watched it almost every weekend I was at his place after it came out. He would play that fucking uh fat boy slim song from the intro all the time. Moby. Or Moby, sorry. Yeah, he'd play that Moby song from the intro all the goddamn time. Flower. It's a good yeah. song. And then uh I mean and then he was already listening to oh fuck, what's the the band that does Low Rider? War? Yeah, war. He was like already a war fan, but started listening to Lowrider Rider more after <laughs> after the movie came out. So I'm pretty familiar with this. I hadn't watched it in <laughs> probably like fifteen years, but it was really fun getting to revisit it and then i sort of i had heard about i had heard that this was a remake of a thing but i had never seen the thing or really knew anything about it and i was surprised and confused upon seeing it for the first time what what, what about you
0: um i had never seen the original gone in 60 seconds and i only knew it was a remake because of like just existing in the world and finding yeah. out that, Oh, gone in 60 seconds, a remake. That was all I knew of the 74 one, the 2001 with Angelina Jolie and Vinny Jones and all that. Um, Giovanni I Ribisi. saw, <laughs> I saw on one of like the movie channels on television. Oh, sure. In like 2001 or two. And this'll, the, I bootlegged it off the television by taking a VHS tape and putting tape across the strip. Oh, yeah. And then sliding yeah. it in and recording. So I bootle- and I think I still have that VHS somewhere. And then I think I wore that tape out with how many times I watched it myself. Classic movie. Yeah, my, it was
1: I think that might have been the same way we
0: had our copy of it, too, because my dad
1: was definitely not paying <laughs> for movies, but he did have one of those black box cable things. Um,
0: like like unscrambler like there are two movies that i associate with my younger self as like knowing these are cool movies and the first is pulp fiction and then gone in 60 seconds are like the two movies uh, that i saw where i'm like these are cool movies that's how i felt the entire time watching
1: this again i was like god it just like it just clips along all the characters are pretty awesome and it just feels really cool all over the place it
0: it does like (laughs) it really
1: does a lot of like reverence for the cars which is really cool and like totally absent from the original one which is kind of weird like you can tell it's people that like cars making it because i don't think you make that movie if you don't like cars but it's right
0: it was oddly done yeah there's just uh yeah i i just remember watching gone in 60 seconds the first time and just being enamored in coolness. I'm like, man, everything is, like, sleek. These characters, it's just a cool film. They managed to sneak in a scene where two characters we
1: don't even know are, like, about to fuck in a sexy penthouse while it rains and thunderstorms.
0: Yeah!
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> about like, about 30 seconds and then we're just out in a Ferrari driving through Long Beach.
0: And like, as they're fucking like, or as they're like getting to it, like (laughs) Nicolas Cage and Angela, I'm like, oh, this is, it's just a cool movie.
1: Yeah. No, it's
0: great. Timothy Oliphant as the junior detective. Yeah, he's
1: awesome in that too. He's like really leaning into the accent. (laughs) Welcome to (laughs) whatever motors where everyone is clean except (laughs) for him. It's a young Raylan
0: Givens right there, my friend. It really is. Yeah, he's on loan from the fucking Marshalls. (laughs) Um, so yeah so that was my first experience with gone in 60 seconds Uh, and then I hadn't seen it probably yeah I think I watched it from like 2000 to like 2010 maybe yeah. And, and like I hadn't seen it since maybe even like earlier than that like maybe 2008 was the last time I saw it so it had been quite a while yeah yeah
1: um, so point, like I didn't remember a lot of the specifics, but every time a scene came on, I'd be like, Oh, yeah, and then get like nostalgia feel goods, yeah.
0: And it's good nostalgia, too, yeah. yeah. Like it's still like Bruckheimer holds up, it really holds up. Um, so what's your okay? So you've never seen the original, I've never seen the original. What did you Gone in 60 seconds, 1974? What did you think? Uh, I thought it was like a, it
1: felt like a rough draft of a movie, of a movie, you know, like, or it's like they made like 80% of a movie and then just decided to not do all of like the sort of post-production stuff you do to make it presentable. Sure. There's somebody like, there's a lot of weird things in here. The first half of the movie, like a third to a half of the dialogue is all like ADR stuff happening. While <laughs> characters are off screen, Yep, which is very yep. weird. Um, and also like, I don't, there's like no, no actual characters, right? There's like, <laughs> <coughs> there's three very similar looking Polish guys and the woman who runs the dispatch thing. <laughs> and then there's a bunch of like interchangeable cops. Uh Right. I don't know. I thought there was some cool stuff. There was some cool like driving moments. It was, I, I did like see watching them going through the like,
0: the old analog processes of actually stealing these cars. (laughs) Sure. So I was watching this with Alicia last night and when they first get in and they start hot wiring it, I'm like, man, this is like a generation of car thievery that just doesn't exist anymore.
1: Yeah. that was one thing like in the newer God in 60 seconds, they do essentially, you know, like, that sort of like hackery hand waving for part of it. Right. They're like, sure. Hack into the insurance database. I'm like what? That's not a, <laughs> there's like multiple companies. I don't think they all share it. Right. But in this one, it's there just is like, no overlaying. They're, like, they're just doing like PI work basically to find these cars and they go out there and they steal them with their cool, like briefcase kits. I like that. They all look like they're in the fucking intergalactic music video. <laughs> no no, sabotage sorry sabotage yeah
0: so so alicia and i are like i put it on last night we get everything set up we get popcorn put it on and it opens up with that train crash and those guys mutton chops and alicia looks at me and she looks back at the screen and she's like what year is this i'm like 1974 she's like oh it shows (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it does. I I think. Did you did you read anything about this like JB Halecki guy while you were? I did But you did you read H-
0: about him? I I got all. What do you want to know about HB Halecki? What well, do you want? Like I so got he's it like a all. Stunt my friend coordinator driver or something, right? So, God in sixty seconds is an independent film. Yeah, it was made on a budget of hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and it grossed forty million. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. Was that like? <clears throat> So like and I was sort of assuming, and I didn't try
1: and verify this, that like this guy sort of already owned a lot of these cars or had hookups for a lot of the cars that they could get loaners for or something, and that like the movie Alex? happens because of the big car stable they have already.
0: So Gone in Sixty Seconds has a 40-minute car chase as the end of the movie. Yeah, I remember. There are two real accidents in the film. <laughs> And the amount of cars crashed are ninety three vehicles wrecked in that crash. Yeah, well, you see, like you
1: see, like five HB Halaki
0: at a time owns ninety three of those cars. The ones that he wrecked. Holy shit! Every car wrecked in that movie HB Halaki owned had the title to owned. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like,
1: I got the he Must have been like he must have had a lot of cars, or at least like worked in like a wrecking yard or something or you know like there's (coughs) those those parts seem the most authentic to me the parts where they're like showing the shop that they work on the cars in
0: so originally hb halaki his father was from austria and he was an auto mechanic and a sale and a car salesman Mm -hmm. so um they kept the business running like, uh, even to now, you can go down to New York, and that auto shop is still up and running. Hmm. <laughs> They're still doing it. It's family-owned since 1919. He's doing it. H.B. Halaki owned every car and gone in 60 seconds that was wrecked. So every any car that had any damage to it, he owned personally. Yeah, that's crazy, man. There are two unrequ- uh, two unplanned car crashes that made it into the film. H.B. Halecki wrote the film, directed it, produced it, starred in it, made the music for it, and was also the stunt coordinator for other drivers for it. And he suffered multiple injuries in this movie, not, to, like, not the least of which are hospitalizations for compacted spine, broken leg, fractured tibia, like all kinds of fucked up shit. One time he got knocked out And when he woke up in the hospital, the first thing he asked was, did we get coverage? And then (laughs) he went back on set. That accident, by the way, was when he hit a light pole going 100 miles an hour. And that was a real accident. Is that the one where he's on the freeway when he takes that wide turn from the outside (laughs) lane and then clips the light pole and spins around? Okay. That's a real real accident that was covered. There's another one where uh, he missed his brake mark. (laughs) And he sent a Calderac Eldorado almost careening into another car. That's a real accident. (laughs) Like
1: there's so so many, like they were doing these
0: chases like on
1: live roads. Yep. Oh (laughs) my God. So irresponsible. I guess you don't (laughs) have the budget to close
0: it down, but Holy shit. (laughs) They were, which almost makes that way more impressive when you see the film, right? Yeah. think about how much like like, you have to be really good to be a really crazy driver. And to do that on open roads through six Los Angeles, like through six Southern California towns, there's scenes where he's on
1: the highway, like passing people on the shoulder. And I don't <laughs> think they were all stunt drivers around him. There's a scene where he passes a semi on the shoulder on an on-ramp while getting onto the highway. <laughs> <clears throat> uh,
0: yeah. And, uh. <laughs> Uh, Through the entirety of Gone in Sixty Seconds*, nineteen seventy-four, one hundred and twenty-seven cars were destroyed or damaged. Halecki owned ninety-three of them.
1: It, yeah, it's straight up crazy. Especially like when you get to the last half of the movie, which is basically that car chase scene where they <laughs> they start at the the International Towers in Long Beach. Sure. Which is a uh, that I, there's a little nod there. That's where they pick up Eleanor in *New Gone in Sixty Seconds* yep. too. It's at the International yep. Towers in Long Beach. That was nice. Um, you see you see like five or six cop cars wreck at a time at several <laughs> different
0: points throughout that chase it was now okay are you a car guy like a car chase guy like vanishing point uh like uh um, yeah, mad she, mary like crazy larry like bullet Ronin, those kind of things th- yeah, yeah. Are, are, you like a, are you like a flying car, like streets of San Francisco car chase guy? Uh,
1: I do like a good car chase or like driving centric movie, but I'm not like, I couldn't. you remember that? Did you remember that commercial from like mid 2000s where they tie someone up and throw him in a trunk and they drive all crazy and they let him out and he's like Ronan and they're like, no bullet, do it again. And they throw him back in the trunk. <laughs> and try, okay, like I, I could not do that. Um, but I, do, I do. I do like a. <laughs> I do like
0: a do. good car chase movie, though. So, how did this forty-minute car chase? It's a forty-minute car chase.
1: Yeah, it was. This was not, <laughs> not fantastic. Honestly, honestly, I
0: kind of disagree.
1: Really, you, there were so I, many I points. Was... It felt like it felt like a forty-minute version of that fight from They Live, where you keep on being like, "Okay, we can stop now." Nope, he's getting back up okay we can stop no, nope he's back
0: i mean the, uh, definitely from the cops perspective because they were like pursuit is over nope pursuits back yeah. on
1: it comes to a dead stop at like four in. or five
0: different points
1: and then it's like oh no we left it a car size gap in between our cars again <laughs> Womp womp.
0: <laughs> <laughs> knowing how this movie was made knowing that knowing everything i know about like it was made on a shoestring budget, essentially. It was an indie film. It was made on real roads without closed sets. There was no... Like, all of the dialogue was improv and ad-lib. Yeah, that checks out. Not a, like, I don't mean all, that as all, a compliment. Either. <laughs> all they had was uh, a rough outline of scenes, and then actors or even live extras because the extras were just people in the town when they happened to be driving through it. Yeah, that makes sense too. Um. (laughs) So like, not like there's only knowing all of that, knowing the real accidents, knowing that they didn't close down a hot, like they didn't close down highways, man. They're doing that through six towns. That's great. Like this is like a citizen Kane movie. That is
1: impressive from like an engineering sort of standpoint. Like, the The spectacle of it all, and that they got it all to come together, is very impressive. That said, could have been like twenty minutes shorter, I think. Because <laughs> there's not so um, there's not a lot of particularly like interesting driving that happens in there sure. that scene. Right? It's like okay, we're on the road. Now we're in the dirt. Now we're back on the road. Now we're on a highway. Now we're in the dirt somewhere. Now we're going in a different direction. Um. They're still fun, though. I think that the driving sort of styles have changed a lot. in 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 the like driving heist movies now, there's a focus on like like tighter, more technical stuff going on, right? Lots of like driving <laughs> through alleys and like doing like e like ninety degree e brake turns on a dime and stuff, right? Whereas this one is just sort of like balls. His car's fucked up immediately, and then he just drives as fast as he can in straight lines for a while. Which is still cool to watch. Did you um, the version of God in sixty seconds you watched have like a thing at the end that's a little tribute to the guy, and then it's showing like that Mustang doing donuts at a demolition derby? It did not. Okay, but uh,
0: can I tell you something? Yeah, sure. Do you want to know another real accident in this movie? (laughs)
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. That it opens up with a train derailment. Mm -hmm. That's a real train derailment. (laughs) oh lord so they were just like Kalecki heard about it and he wanted to incorporate it so he asked so some weird. cops if he could and they said there were no casualties so yes we can allow you guys on
1: you can go pretend to be an insurance claims <laughs>
0: yeah. investigator yeah like an yeah. accident guy <laughs> so they oh, all yeah. went there it was not the original script he heard about it they went on scene and boom um it's great it is cool knowing uh, this was made basically like gorilla style um <laughs> <laughs> So, sadly, uh, in 1989, um, H.B. Halecki died on the yeah. set of Gone in 60 Seconds 2. Oh, they were making a
1: sequel to this? Was it just going to be was like, making the same s-
0: thing? Like, So, th- of- the sto- the, sto- the story is basically, in Gone in 60 Seconds, H.B. Halecki runs a chop shop with his family. And oh, they, are are okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are car
1: thieves. <laughs> Chase, okay. Yeah,
0: they are... <laughs> uh, They're a family-owned chop shop. They steal cars. Then they look for an identical car, swap out the plates, the tag numbers, and then you have a brand new car that's essentially clean. And that's how they do their thing. Um, They are paid uh, an amount of money from an Argentinian to steal 50 cars and deliver them. These are all high-end cars, export cars, pony cars, etc., etc. One crazy Ford Bronco used for off-road races. (laughs) So in 1989, there was, uh, the re and they started shooting. It was gone in 60 seconds too. HB Halecki, uh, Toby and Denise Halecki were all involved in this. Um, it was a bigger story. It was about an international thief and there were 400 cars to destroy for the film that were purchased. <laughs> oh my God. They had really 400 getting into the Howard Hughes territory here. <laughs> More- <laughs> so there was a scene in which a water tower was supposed to topple on the ground and the cable attached to the tower snapped. It mm. sheared a telephone pole and that telephone pole hit on Halecki. It Jeez fell on him and Christ. it killed him. Yeah, that sucks. So then uh, Gone in 60 Seconds 2 was over. However, Denise Hecki who is his wife, uh, continued the legacy and actually worked with Bruckheimer and licensed and produced 2,000's gone in 60 seconds. I did so... Okay, that's the
1: Halecki name that I did see. Yeah, interesting. Cool. Well, that's... Yeah. That's nice. like, There's a nice little bit of that left there. And I feel like they they didn't, like, take a ton from the original movie, but they did some nice, like, homage stuff, like the International Towers and that scene with the heroine in the Cadillac Eldorado.
0: The scene with the heroine, yeah. Uh, the name Atlee. Atlee. What At- was At- that? Atlee's the black guy in the okay. original crew, and then Atlee is uh, the guy who's working for Kalitri in the remake.
1: Oh, with the... Uh, is that like the the guy who kind of looks like a younger Robert Duvall?
0: Yeah, is he, like, the guy I can't remember their, his... I can't either, but he's
1: like, he's with their crew most of the time, but he's like the go-between.
0: Like. Uh, it's Will Patton. Yeah, Will, Will Patton. Will, yeah, Will okay. Patton. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like reluctantly yeah. working for
1: Kalitri and right like helps the kid get out and stuff yeah 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 yeah. i liked him in that a lot i also really liked christopher eccleston doctor i liked as raymond everybody (laughs) and like it's so everyone's great the crew of like young dipshits is still yeah
0: (laughs) they're all great (laughs) um so and, and the famous car eleanor yeah, I mean, the, that's all over Gone in 60 Seconds. The well, there were there, four no, Eleanors. There are
1: four Eleanors, but they're different cars. So like in No, they're all the same Mustang. No, I mean, oh. Well, I mean, between the two movies, they're different cars.
0: Oh, right. But it, it, yeah. it's still a Mustang. It's, it's just that one, Mustang, is it's a, no, the also, one is a yellow and black Mustang. The other one is a gray They're also, different, gray hat fast they're also
1: different models of Mustang, right? right? Like There's like the Shelby GT. Five hundred Something Shelby GT in this one. And then in the, in the old one, it's like a 73 Mustang fastback.
0: Yeah. Oh, Which man, I'm not it's a so fan good. of the way those look, honestly. Really? Um, you, weird- come on. You didn't like to see Eleanor getting like, I mean that car, he drew it like, that car took punishment, dude. Dude, in the in the version of the movie I watched, they yeah, they're driving like the wrecked up version
1: of that car. It's also yeah. painted on the side. It says "Gone in sixty seconds" on the side of it, and there's like some some promo stuff. He's like, whipping donuts in it.
0: Oh, what did you see? I must have saw the original. You must have saw some like memoriam or like I think I did re-release. because
1: it would have had to have been a re release because it also had a little like rest
0: in peace, uh, oh. thing. See, yeah, I'm. I got the original. Um, yeah, I. It, I
1: don't know. I didn't read into the different versions of the releases of this. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they weren't too substantially different. Was right. for yours? Was it basically impossible to see in the few scenes where it shot out, where it's shot at night?
0: Oh, I couldn't see shit when it was night. Yeah. I just saw I mean, headlights.
1: That's yeah. That was the same thing here. I was like, cool, watching this car <laughs> chase between four cars that are just interchanging pairs of headlights. <laughs> This is awesome.
0: This is really compelling, guys. <laughs> and again, <laughs> what? Like, they didn't have the money. What are you going to do? Like, know, this is a guerrilla style movie. Like, don't
1: shoot the scene at night. I get that they're stealing cars, but, you know, hey, he stole all the other cars in broad daylight. Hey.
0: hey I just, um, it was just confusing. <laughs> I was like, it was basically just watching ha- Four Minutes of Darkness. The interesting thing about Halecki, though, in 1977, he did some follow ups. A movie, a follow-up called Double Nickels, which is about car stuff. Mm -hmm. The Junk Man, which is about car stuff. And then a short called Deadline Auto Theft. Hmm. These are all independent films. These are all based heavily around toys and trucks and cars. And Halecki was just a car dude who happened to be in the move, like minor movie industry because he was able to pump these things out
1: yeah no you could definitely tell like this had to have been made by a car guy or some car people like which is really it was really cool to watch it's just kind of like it feels like maybe an un I don't know unfinished unpolished they I think maybe <laughs> if you were like hey so what's happening in post production they would have been like post what now yeah <laughs> We're yeah, done. they would have been like, "What? It's, We're it's the done. We cut out. it together.
0: That's it. We're not." <laughs> um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the charm of I, like watching I, yeah, this movie. I,
1: I had a good time. Uh, I had a good time watching it. It was fun. I, it was basically, after a certain point, I was like, "Oh, there's not really a story happening here." I mean, there there is kind of a little bit of a setup. I like right. explaining the process for getting the car switched back and forth. It doesn't become. That was just like a cool little learning tidbit about car thievery. It doesn't really, it isn't really relevant for the rest of the movie. Right. But it was like cool to learn and it's cool to see those thief kits. And it was cool to like watch all these cool cars from the seventies and earlier on there and stuff. Uh, That's all very, there's new. a, there's a jump scene
0: in this movie.
1: Oh yeah. Where he jumps that line of police cars <laughs> in the Mustang. And it looks like I, that car hits the ground so fucking hard on the nose.
0: So that, that compacted ten vertebrae on Heleki yeah,
1: That checks out. It looked like it
0: compacted that <laughs> on the car too. They said the injury was not serious, although the director of photography said that Halecki never walked the same again.
1: <laughs> so that's the. I don't. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not trying to victim blame here, but it seems like maybe not the safest sets on the planet. And so the fact that they're like expanding. The spectacle of the stunts they're doing for the second one and then someone died kind of like, yeah, yeah. kind of checks out.
0: Alex, can I, so that jump was 30 feet over 128 feet distance. It does not look that long the way they shot
1: it because they, they shoot it like head on. You basically see the thing go up, get some hang time and then come and slap its head on the ground
0: so hard. It It was not done with a gas driven catapult. He did that on his own with that engine in that car, yeah, like, yeah. that's
1: fucking we'll crazy, it is, yeah, and apparently like, mildly crippled re- himself doing it, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> and to think like that they were doing a second one, he was like four hundred cars to destroy, I like know. how
1: many how many vertebrae I got left, thirty <laughs>
0: <laughs> um it's it's crazy, like. Watch like knowing all this stuff in my head and then watching it. You can find better movies. You can find more compelling movies. You can find movies with a better plot, but I don't think you can find a gorilla indie film with as much charm as this one.
1: Yeah, no, like, it was, it was awesome. It's definitely the best. I don't, I haven't seen too many other movies that were like shot in the same way, but it, it was a ton of fun. Yeah.
0: It's not like, cause like you have to be crazy. And you have to have a whole lot of dedication to be like, fuck it, we're doing it. Like, driving through six towns? No, like... It's almost like watching, like, a motorsport movie. Like,
1: I don't know how to... Like a movie that's... I mean, because it really is. It's just, like, footage of people going fast in cars, places. (laughs) Like, (laughs) chopped up with weird ADR vocals that barely try and tie a story
0: together. Right um yeah no it was just it was a fun time a fun time well i the the parts when they showed them stealing when they had like they were using wigs and gloves and they had like fake mustaches and they had like the suitcase with their like the mechanic suitcase with all of their tools in it that was really cool too like yeah i did like seeing that there were
1: uh like there's little funny bits too right where they see eleanor at the airport and a bunch of the guys are like, oh, it's right there, go get it. And then there's, like, this little old lady in the thing that they saw, but oh, the guy did yeah get all freaked out by it. <laughs> there's fun little razzes like- in there. The, the weird sort of, like, heel turn by one of the brothers at the end. Oh, <laughs> God. So Eugene? Yeah. And, like, there's so many just, like, I don't know. That part seemed kind of, like, it's one of the only
0: plot points in the entire movie, and it felt kind of ham-fisted and weird. Yeah. <laughs> um well eugene does it because he's getting the short end of the stick from the family and he had to cancel his uh oh, i know why um, he's doing his honeymoon but it's like and he wanted the heroin
1: yeah i yeah i don't know <laughs> like yeah this guy threw you into some boxes so now i'm gonna get him arrested for yeah i, I mean, it was it was just kind of kind of weird <sighs> but sets up a 40-minute car chase so
0: yeah you know. um what did you think of the so Halaki is driving Eleanor, and this car is getting banged up. What do you think about the bait and switch at the end oh, when like he finds the other? Yeah,
1: yeah, that was great. That was because you you are kind of wondering like at a certain point he's got to ditch this fuck like he this is not a car he can return, right? That right. Not, probably not going to cut it for the guy who wants it stolen. So there's got to be some right place where he like bails or something. But no, that was that was awesome. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I just feel I love bad too, for the that, like, service people that they steal cars from because like those <laughs> people are definitely getting fired.
0: <laughs> at some point, I turned to Alicia during this car chase, and I'm like, at some point, just the amount of damage they've caught, like, they have to shoot him, right? Like, at this point, he's become a menace yeah. to society with all of the accidents. Like, he doesn't get in handcuffs with this. Like, but it's so good because he matches the description of
1: the owner of the car wash. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. That, that uh. I don't know how intentional that was, but that was very that was very nice.
0: I love the woman's, like, well, they said they had to wash my car. They're like, what's your car? She's like, it's a yellow Mustang. And then it shows the yellow Mustang all beat up, and she, And she just Oh, yeah, faints. she faints.
1: Yeah, that was good.
0: <laughs> uh, and then also, also, yeah.
1: Also, those, like, great. there was that, and then the weird sort of every 10 or 15 minutes, you'd cut back to those six dudes in the Cadillac. That are like oh God, Billy. smoking weed Just and Smoking drinking, pie? Yeah. Sitting three three by three like on each bench seat.
0: <laughs> the Billy, As their car yeah.
1: continues to get more and more fucked up.
0: <laughs> it's great, man.
1: Yeah, that was good.
0: Uh, yeah, I... For those of you who haven't seen the original Gone in 60 Seconds, there is something magical about the way it was filmed and how it was filmed and knowing that it had a shoestring budget. I'd recommend anyone watch it at least once because it definitely shows a style of filmmaking that never gets made and that will never get made again. It's the closest thing I can
1: think of. So it's like a movie made by like a stunt team coordinator, but like kind of, uh, I don't want to say bad, like maybe, so like the closest thing I can think of now, like movies made by stunt coordinators, right? Like John Wick is one, sure. Um, where, like, basically the there's a whole team just to figure out how that car is going to drive and do crazy stunts. At least in right. the first two, and then it's sort of the rest of the movie is like put together by the fight team and stuff. And there was also, do you remember a uh, Death Race? Yeah, the Tarantino one. So that's another one that was like made by and acted entirely by stunt people. Um, except for except for uh kurt but so like there there's still a bit of that but yeah you really you don't see too many movies that are just like made by stunt teams it's pretty
0: cool yeah and like made by pe- people who enjoy what they're doing they know what they're doing and then you just kind get of. chaos i mean like <laughs> There are two. As I say that, there are two. Like there are, mo- like a few accidents. We're talking about like if this like, was a real
1: car chase, <laughs> that point where he hits the telephone pole and blacks out probably would have been the end of it. You know,
0: like did we get coverage of that? Yeah. <laughs> that's also, something too that's like seventy four. Yeah. yeah, I'm for him. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm her right. Um, so the legacy of Gone in sixty seconds, actually, I mean. The Eleanor car became the most desired car for many years. That people were chasing for yeah, people were chasing down Mustangs. Uh Carol Shelby lost a lawsuit against Halecki's estate because he was selling cars branded Eleanor. And Halecki said that Eleanor is a very specific kind of Mustang, and you can't just have your Shelby be named Mustang. Like, like, be named Eleanor. Hmm. You can use the Eleanor name, but you can't sell the Eleanor car as Eleanor. I wonder how they and squared he, that like, for John and Shelby lost for new. Gone well, this was in two thousand eight. This was after oh. that. Oh, so Shel- he was selling. So,
1: oh, right. So he was now because of the Shelby uh, Mustang in the newer
0: movie. Right. Was he was Shelby? You could buy Eleanor. So it's like as the Hellecia. So the Hellecia state sued
1: him then. Yes. Right, like okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, like, I don't know. Carol Shelby probably doing fine. He makes some. Yeah, yeah. I don't, cars <laughs> ever. I don't think he needs the <laughs> Eleanor marketing. <He laughs> can to I sell know, right? Cars that everyone wants.
0: Um, so, and that takes us to two uh, thousands gone in sixty seconds, which oh, way more polished. Yeah, way more like well, so much a, more polished. It's
1: got a story, and it's got all the bits of the story you want. Like the That's setup what makes is so it polished. Classic. I know the setup is so classic, right? It's like the fucking they his like kid brother botches that job in the beginning, and he's retired, but he's got to come back in and do one last fucking job. And he goes and checks with his mom to make sure it's cool ahead of time because she's the one that got him out of it. It's perfect. Right? It's great. Uh, <laughs> this is such a. This
0: is just such a well executed movie. <laughs> it's really weird. So, Gone in 60 Seconds was released on June 9th in 2000. The budget, roughly 100 million. Okay. The box office, 237 million. Oh, All right, All right. So, it made money. Original yeah well you know not (laughs) also
1: like yeah i'm assuming a lot of the budget for this one went to actually paying the actors and having people not compress their spines while driving
0: (laughs) right um so up the top up top nicholas cage did most on all of his own stunts oh good for him that's cool because he's a car guy yeah 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 so yeah and Nicolas Cage owned three of the cars in this film. Nice. Do you know which three? So did he own them before or after? Before. Okay. He used them, like he allowed his cars to be used. Nice. Um so do you want to take us through uh Gone in 60 Seconds? Yeah. Because like this the, one like the, the, like, of the of other it? one is yeah, like car shop get paid to steal cars cars are stolen yeah credit you really don't even need to know about the first part really <laughs> yeah uh. it's it's classic car thieves doing like almost showing you how to steal a car which yeah it was very informative <laughs> in the i'm like is this legal and alicia's like well these cars aren't made anymore and i'm like fair but when this movie came out these cars were on the market
1: yeah I mean, there's there's a reason they have it in those briefcases because you can get arrested for having a lot of those entry tools if you're not like a bonded locksmith.
0: <laughs> right. So. so I'm like, did this movie teach people how to steal cars?
1: Maybe. Or, you know, I don't know. But like you used to be able to find instructions on how to make crack on Twitter. So that's you know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> we always have our own versions of that stuff happening.
0: Fair enough. All right, so
1: take us through
0: Microsoft right. Cage and Angelina Jolie?
1: Yeah. But first, Giovanni Rabisi and uh, mm. and his two friends who I can't remember. One of them is last name Duval, the actor, and then the, the middle guy, I can't remember what his actual name is. Anyway, they're uh, you see these they're driving, they're looking for it there, and they're like, the Porsche is supposed to be here on the corner. They're a Porsche dealership. You could uh, you can tell these guys are stealing cars. That's what we're here for. They uh said they're at this Porsche dealership, Giovanni Rabisi is like, Let me get my tool, grabs a brick breaks the window out of the
0: aka kip rains kip rains yeah yeah this it's kip right rains it. and mere who is tj cross
1: <laughs> oh right tj cross mere yeah okay and uh what was it, rabbit was that the other guy he orders a mean pizza thump no thumper
0: no there's tumblr mere roger tumblr is scott con <laughs> <laughs> I th- yeah roger yeah
1: um yeah anyway these guys steal this porsche because of giovanni rabisi being kind of a fuckhead uh and doing a drag race in a stolen car they get chased by the cops he thinks he gets away from them, but they're being tailed by a helicopter and he leads the cops to this warehouse where they have 13 stolen cars out of 50 that they're working on stealing, and they have their list of all the cars and stuff. Um, back there, he ends up leading the cops right back here. Cops bust the place. Um, they all escape from the bust, but the cars are impounded, and this job is now kind of fucked, right? And uh, who comes in and then. Is it the guy that was like setting up the job, the inter the interlocutor <laughs> guy? Basically, like, does he come and find Nick Cage and he tells him like, "Yeah, your kid brother yeah. really fucked
0: yeah. up." Yeah, yeah. Will Patton is Atlee Jackson, which Attlee, is the yeah. name of the original Atlee ja- Yeah,
1: yeah. So that Attlee, carried over. Atley finds Memphis Ray. Memphis. What's his real name what though? A cool Memphis' is name.
0: A nickname. Raymond. His Randall. Is- Randall. Rand-
1: okay. I was like, his name is Rand- Rain- r- sorry, Randall Sorry. It's, Rain- it's it's
0: yeah. it's Randall Memphis Reigns. Randall Memphis Reigns. Everyone
1: calls him Memphis, though. Um Yeah, so Atley they- comes to comes to Memphis and he's like, yo, your kid brother really fucked up. And he's like, I'm not in the game. And he's like, you know, they're gonna kill, they're gonna kill your brother. Um it's this new it's this new European guy. Um, they call him the butcher, right? Mm. Or the carpenter. He, may, he, the does, he does carpentry, but I think he says they call him the butcher, Raymond Kalitri. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird. And anyway, he's played by Christopher Eccleston, uh, aka one of the doctors who. Uh he goes and meets up... one of up. the
0: doctors who.
1: <laughs> Nicholas Cage goes to meet with him. Um Eccleston has Giovanni Ribisi in a car in a car compactor, and he's getting ready to crush it as he tells Nicolas Cage, like, basically, I will kill you. You can do this job for me. You can get paid, and I'll give you your brother back. And then, like, your options are, like, you take your brother back and run. I find you. I kill you. I kill your brother. I kill your mom. You don't. You shoot me. I kill you. Your brother dies anyway. I, I don't know. Anyway, it comes together that, like, Nicolas Cage is like okay fine we're doing this I guess he goes and talks to his mom kind of gets permission from her to do this she's like immediately on board it seems like they haven't seen each other in years and then he's like oh it's real bad and he's like she's like how bad he's like he's pretty deep in it he's like can you get him out he's like yeah but I gotta do some things I said I wouldn't do again things you asked me not to do again like whatever it takes that's the last time we see the mother (laughs) And also, like, concurrent to this, uh, Raylan Gibbons and who's is, like, his supervisor? (laughs) Raylan Gibbons? (laughs) Timothy Oliphant and his supervisor.
0: Yeah, it's uh, Detective Drycroft is Timothy Oliphant and Detective (laughs) Rollins. So Drycroft and Rollins are they're are the, the ones that are cops. investigating this so they've
1: impounded all those cars they're hanging on to it and then they uh when raymond goes to meet his mom it's at this diner
0: she works at and it's a, a, a delroy lindo is the main detective detective roland Castlebeck. Uh, what? It's De- delroy okay. linden yeah okay i, I
1: like him oh, so i just had yeah, to yeah, get him yeah. out there so no yeah. thank you for doing that to you i do like that guy also i just didn't know his name um the diner that Nick Cage Beach's his mom at. There's also, like, some beat cops in there. One of them calls, and he's like, hey, get get the captain on the phone. He's never gonna believe who just walked back into town. <sighs> Memphis reigns. And then Memphis is leaving the diner. They have a little chit-chat with those two detectives. And, like, now, they're like, everyone knows the game is afoot now. And then uh, Nicholas Cage goes and meets up with Robert Duvall, right? Robert Duvall runs a sweet-ass body shop. He's got all these classic cars that he's working on. Um, They sort of reminisce about the good old days for a bit. They do this really charming thing where Robert Duvall plays a tape of some engines going off, and then Nicolas Cage is, like, reciting the kind of engine it is based just on the sound of it. It's great. Um, Then he sort of explains the situation to Robert Duvall, and they decide they need to, like, put a team together to do this. And then they go about the cool phase in any heist movie where they do the recruitment parts, right? So they're like, they're running oh, down a they're... list of names and they're crossing <laughs> them off because they're all like, no one's available. They get a few. <laughs> this is the guy who's teaching Driver's Ed was great. He oh, God. Yeah. Guy. He gets yeah, on. He's really fun. Um, then they're like, so they uh, get...
0: that, that is, it's that's a Chi McBride. Oh, yeah, yeah yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah,
1: and so they're going through there. I think he's the only person they recruit off of that list until they get to the last two, and it says Sphinx and Sway. Yep. And so they call Sphinx first, I think, and it cuts yeah. to a phone ring in a morgue and these two, like, terrified orderlies being like, how do you tell him he has a call? I don't want to tell him. You tell him. Like, how is he going to take a call? The man never speaks. And then he, <laughs> and then it's Vinny Jones in a morgue eating a sandwich while fucking, while uh, autopsying a body. Which is, this is one of my favorite, it's weird that it exists on the place, but it's one of my favorite like movie language thing is like, this is how you can tell a person is really cold and doesn't care about death is because they're eating (laughs) food around a dead body and frequently placing the food on the dead body as they walk to do something else and then getting it right without any
0: qualms. (laughs) I think this was Vinnie Jones's first movie in America too. Uh, Oh, really? And he has one. Because before this, he was working with Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Oh, first American movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think this was his first American movie.
1: When did Midnight Meat Train come out? Way later. (laughs) Way later. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Nicolas Cage is on the phone with him. He goes, like, Sphinx, is that you? Press the button if that's you. And he presses the button. And then it seems like generally good things are indicated. Uh, Nicolas Cage goes in person to check on Sway, who is Angelina Jolie. And she's working on a car. Sarah Sway. Sarah... Wayland Sway, Sarah Sway, or Sarah
0: Sway, Wayland. Yeah, yeah, kind of just a little portmanteau of her, the great grand, day. the great descendant of the Wayland Yutani firm in the alien franchise. Wouldn't she be like a progenitor and not a descendant? Oh, I mean, sorry, yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay, sorry. yeah,
1: her There's children with Memphis, her,
0: yeah. her child with Memphis later in the extended lore, uh, goes on to.
1: Yeah, Jerry Bruckheimer is very clear about this.
0: Yeah, also, not uh, not just Jerry Bruckheimer, J.J. Abrams helped finish the script. For this? Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah, so
1: Sway is like, she's working in an auto shop doing stuff, and then uh, Nick Cage is trying to talk to her about stuff, and she's like really busy, and she's like, oh, fuck, I gotta go to work. And he's like, I thought you were at work. And she's like, you gotta... I work two jobs. You gotta work a lot harder when it's honest. (laughs) When it's honest. And then her next job is just at a bar. It's, like, smash cut immediately to the bar, and, like, the conversation picks up right where it left off. (laughs) It's, like, a fun movie thing. Uh, They're going back and forth. They clearly have some history. uh, But he, you know, so he leaves, like, sort of unclear. And then, uh, is that... Are they at the bar next, when Sphinx shows up? I don't remember yeah. exactly why. They no, get they're
0: a... at a. Uh, it, it's. Johnny it is B. Memphis is leaving the bar, and Johnny B shows oh, up. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Shake him he's down. Leaving
1: Angelina Jolie's bar, and then Johnny right. B, the like kind of foil. He's just like a dude who shows up to fuck with Nick Cage every now and then, and also you get to because Nick, Nick Cage is Johnny just... B, and
0: yeah. well, uh, he's Nick pissed. Cage when. Well, he used to, his crew used to swipe Johnny B's jobs.
1: No, I think he's pissed that like Johnny, Johnny B is basically like new in town since Cage left. And Johnny B is pissed that this job went to Cage instead of him.
0: Right. It's like a turf thing. Right. But he's not new in town because Nicholas Cage knows him.
1: Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe it was like an up and comer back in the day or something. Or because Nicholas Cage had <sighs> right. gone for like eight years, six years or something. Six is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, yeah, but I do, like, every time Johnny B shows up, you could hear Nick Cage go, Johnny B. <laughs> it's really fun. Um, as they're about to fight, Johnny B and his boys have some guns, and then the camera swings around, and here comes Vinny Jones, and he's got a rag shoved into the gas tank of one of their cars, and he's lighting it. <laughs> he blows all their cars up, and then they just beat the shit out of Johnny B and the boys <laughs> and go on about their day.
0: <laughs> I love, too, that, like, as as sphinx is helping memphis away we just see two other cars inexplicably on fire oh, yeah yeah that too they just blow up <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> time to um and then so like that's the crew we don't have sway there yet but like they all go now everyone's sort of talking about the plants they're at these docks this part really cracks me up so they're at these <laughs> docks and they're showing the places where they're gonna load all of these stolen cars into and then sway just rocks up on a fucking motorcycle I don't for, it was just silly to me that like like is this place even a secret? Like there's just we don't like you don't really did you find it on map quest and just like pop down here?
0: I know. Um uh, so Sway rolls up on a motorcycle. Uh Angelina Jolie actually is a fe fi- uh car fanatic. Hmm. That motorcycle, Alex, uh it's one of 300 that's produced uh worldwide. Well, wow, shit. So that motorcycle, f- highly rare, super rare, super rare. And Angelina Jolie just got so
1: thirty seconds in this movie.
0: Yeah, like <laughs> a super rare. It's just in this one scene. This-
1: she pulls up at the docks, hops off, takes the helmet off, and then Nick Cage is like, "Boys, this is Sway." Uh, <laughs> and then they go on about their business. I don't know. From there, they plan the heist. I mean, they have three days to do yeah. this heist off based on like based on when Nick Cage pulled Kip. Out of that car crusher, it's like there's a seventy two hour countdown, right? So they decide they're going to do all of them in one night as quick as they can before the cars, yeah, one night, one night, um, before the heat gets on them or whatever. And then they go and start stealing the cars, and there's a series of like fun mini heists. This is sort of like the setup phase in Ocean's (laughs) Eleven, right, where they're doing all these little separate jobs, (coughs) right, um. Yeah, so they're they're going through. They find out, or Scott Conn has a hookup at this Mercedes dealership for these special keys, like because you can't steal these certain Mercedes cars
0: without um, the laser cut keys. Without these laser
1: cut keys, and uh, yeah, so Scott Conn had like a hookup at the dealership, but the cops find out about that, and so they put like a they basically have a sting set up on this guy. So they, the cops, are like staking out these Mercedes. There's a little MacGuffin thing there. They can't steal the cars they want to. They almost get caught doing it, but Nick Cage is like so perceptive that he realizes their surveillance van is moved. Um, then they do a fun thing where they steal cars out of a police impound. That was great. Um, <laughs> is that also where they get the Humvee from, or where is that? So There's that Humvee I, I, I was I
0: thought in it. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to mention this. Yeah. So, uh, the the team break up into smaller teams, and the Intimidating mute Sphinx is teamed up with chatty man who just won't stop talking. He's kind of like a
1: dollar store version of Dave Chappelle yeah. or something. Like he's doing the same sort of comic relief stuff,
0: right? Yeah. So, um, in 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 another almost HB Halecki would be proud move, um. During that scene where they steal the Hummer and uh, where Vinnie Jones is driving the Hummer, he's actually driving that Hummer. He actually had to push a stunt driver off a ramp to get through there properly. So what you see in the car is when that cop car goes over the ledge. Oh, that was real yes that was like real unplanned. Vinnie Jones actually got too. it was unplanned oh. Vinny Jones got too excited and he <laughs> yeah. just like kept going and when the like apparently there was some off screen conversation between that and when Vinnie Jones looks down to this car sticking straight up with the stunt driver looking back at him Vinny Jones said that'll teach him and then he drove off
1: <laughs> cool there, yeah so that's awesome there's lots of little sort of just like Comedic moments where they're stealing individual cars, um,
0: and there's like also love, just some cool
1: uh, ones. We just get to see like a shitload of cars. They break into a Ferrari warehouse at one point, and it's just like, oh
0: god, Ro- my name's Roger, lemonade. sir. Can I help? Oh you? god, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm Roger Cage too. Getting
1: to play a character <laughs> of like a rich douchebag.
0: <laughs> Two Rogers don't make her right. <laughs> Yes, this is the one I saw six exactly like this this morning. What does that tell me? There's too many self-indulgent wieners with too much bloody money.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it is okay. nice they give him an opportunity to go on some at least one or two little rants as different characters that he's playing.
0: Right. Yeah. Um. It, it's gr- you know, when uh. So the late some of the cars are being watched because the the police are kind of onto this now. Yeah, and they, find when, the, they um, go back to
1: that warehouse and find the list.
0: Right, uh, when uh, when Alex said they used the keys to go back to the police impound to steal the, to steal the original Mercedes, um, Otto's dog and Otto yeah, is Robert the Duvall. former chop shot. Yeah, he's Robert Duvall. He's the former chop shop turned body repair where Memphis got his education. He's like the old. He's he's the old dog he's in this. The old, essentially,
1: the old head. Yeah.
0: Um, his dog eats the keys. <sighs> right and uh you, you know they send uh ferb and um tumblr to get x lax and get the keys out of the dogs and all that um so oh man i had a i had something for this i had a fact and that fact just went out of my head did they really make the oh, dog pass those keys no 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 no. it was uh, a. <laughs> uh continue and if i if i remember it i'll bring it up
1: okay well so they're mostly they're stealing all these cars right oh uh, the entire time nicholas cage has had a they notice early on they're like hey there's a 63 shelby mustang gt500 on here i might the, you're right. yeah and they're like eleanor oh, that's his unicorn and then all the younger guys are like what the <sighs> f- are these old woman was <laughs> talking about then <laughs> a, a shy or it's a unicorn shy, a mythical he's like, a horse? A unicorn he's like yeah mythical creature of legend big horn I said he's like yeah I know what a unicorn is like it's the the car you can never steal something always goes wrong and they're like talking about all the times that Nicolas Cage is fucked up while trying to steal this car like drove one off the off the Santa Monica Pier like flipped another one did a couple of other things so they've saved this car for so they get to a point where they have stolen 49 out of the 50 cars, and they're just dropping Nicolas Cage off by Eleanor at the at the uh, International Towers in Long Beach. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Which is the same, it's the same name of the place <laughs> that they steal original Eleanor from for the last chase sequence. They do a little homage here for that, which is kind of nice. So he hops in the car, but like the cops are basically like, the two detectives are like immediately on him. They've been following me. They just catch him. And now we get into like a little bit of a high intensity actual chase scene, zipping around through tight city streets and stuff. Um, some real cool driving happening. He nicks the mirror that gets knocked off, but it's
0: still dangling on. Uh, 12 Eleanor Mustangs were built for the film, seven survived. I think that might be a pretty good ratio,
1: actually. And then because like some of them i know when they do this they have like they'll call them like the hero cars which are like the ones that are meant to always be intact for shooting specific things and they have like some that are like fucked up in a particular right. way they talk actually if you watch any like the behind the scenes stuff for john wick and the car crew on it they get
0: into a lot of the way they do cars, <coughs> so it's pretty interesting so 12 were made four survived or uh seven survived four eleanor mustangs were used for the final jump scene that nicholas cage does two of those were totaled yeah that makes sense this is a crazy job and and anytime you see nicholas cage behind the wheel driving that's actually him driving doing his own stunts yeah so he's being
1: chased and he hits like a traffic jam on this bridge and it looks like all hope is lost and he looks forward a little bit and he sees a uh a <laughs> tote like a flatbed tow truck and for some reason its bed is in the inclined position and flat on the ground. It's like it's set up in the position where you would wench a car up onto it. Uh, right. Nicholas Cage, you see the you see the dots connect. He backs up towards the cops and then he fucking guns it and he jumps off of that fucking tow truck flatbed over the cars, way too far over the cars, honestly. Um and he like sails onto Freedom.
0: So that, gets- that bridge is the vincent thomas bridge Mm -hmm. it was closed for the entire day of filming and as of 7-1-2022 it is the only time that bridge in the bridge's history where it was where it wasn't open to the public oh interesting they closed it specifically for the scene And because, you know, they're an actual movie in their studio, they had to close parts of downtown LA to film this. Yeah. People were pissed because it made traffic around like LA and traffic is already legendary, right? It made traffic so much worse. That's the price you
1: pay for living in places like LA and New York, though, you know, every now and then a couple of blocks get shut down so they can make a movie. Yeah. yeah. And you can get yelled at by some PA for walking too close
0: um i i love that i love that so like during that chase when the helicopter is following memphis through that mm-hmm. water system like oh, the la yeah. river right, right right and he fucking he hits the turbo button and the helicopter's like he's gone it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like man this guy could drive <laughs> oh
1: yeah i think i oh, man i didn't bring it here but i took a clip of that and the guy's like what he's like no i just mean you know he's like <laughs> it's probably just the car sucks yeah it's probably just the car <laughs>
0: uh yeah the really oliphant good. is such a joy in this he's movie. got a lot of killer uh, part, every line but, he has but, is great good. she is mean <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> <with> his wife <laughs> his partner's wife like uh, so yeah, good he's a lot of fun
1: um
0: <sighs> uh, timothy oliphant
1: so nick cage gets away from the cops makes it to the docks but he's literally one minute late and uh one minute s- some random english dock hand is like nah fuck on out of here mate we're done like so- <laughs> it's so arbitrary and weird <laughs> but <laughs> but-, <laughs> but them's the rules i guess so he goes to see raymond calitri And Kaleetri is just being a dick for the sake of being a dick, really. He's like, Oh, you were late. You're a minute late. And also that mirror's all fucked off. And Nick Cage. I think right like it's they make it seem like he's scrambling, but he's like, No, you just slap it back on there. It's fine. He's like, he's (laughs) right. You could just the mirror would be super easy to replace. It's literally the only thing that got touched on the car. I mean, the frame's probably really bent from that jump now, but I don't think you can see that from the outside. Anyway, Raymond Kaleetri is just being kind of a dick, and then they go into like a little sort of showdown Raymond Calitri is basically getting ready to like be like Nick Cage I'm gonna fucking kill you and your brother uh tough shits um and they go and have a little like run through his weird like wood shops car smashing (laughs) warehouse thing with like made of pipes yeah there's like gantries all over the goddamn place it's a very inexplicable facility um (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but they they go around. They get into a scuffle, like up way the fuck up on some gantry, right? There's like there's all these like yeah graded walkways up around the top of this place. And I think Nick Cage ends up does he like just kick the dude in the chest off of the ga- off of one of the walkways? So it's, they get into a struggle and a gun. I don't know. Something happens. Nicholas Cage is able to throw <laughs> to throw Doctor Who off of this walkway. Doctor Who falls through this glass ceiling that's halfway it's like at the halfway point in this building he falls through the ceiling and into a coffin he had made that he was using to intimidate them earlier um and that Raymond is dead the cops show up to like clean up some of his like cronies and then Nicolas Cage has a little chat with the lead detective that's been following him and they kind of just like part amicably right
0: because they have a little bit of history. Like, yeah. Castlebeck was was trying to bust Memphis. Yeah, like Memphis when Memphis is was in his Castlebeck's
1: unicorn. Or yeah, the criminal he couldn't
0: catch. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Memphis saved Castlebeck's life. And oh, that's what it he is. also, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Castlebeck also has now, like, learned that his kid brother botched this job for Kalitri and yeah, he... he knows why Memphis came <laughs> back and why he did what he had to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they reached a nice little point of understanding there. Um, does it end with Nicolas Cage teaching go kart lessons again?
0: No, it ends with them at that barbecue where uh, oh, Sphinx right, stalks. The barbecue, yeah, the barbecue
1: where Angelina Jolie is like sultrily uh, healing the wounds of like that really, oh, of yeah, Ferb or whatever, right? No,
0: Ferb, uh, oh, no, Ferb is the other guy.
1: It's there's two, many um, like weird, tiny, nerdy kids. It's the hacker kid, right? Did he get like hit in the yeah. head or something? yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um and then who is like who is william
0: lee scott is toby toby
1: um so there's i don't remember exactly what the line that gets said is is it the glass guy that's saying something and then vinnie jones come back comes back with his line
0: yeah it's uh because um at at somewhere along the lines um atlee is talking to kip and they're like you know we got to get you guys out of town and he's like i'm not gonna run like my fucking brother did and at like you ha- like he didn't run your mom sent him away because he didn't like she didn't want you to become like him and join his crew but now yeah. here you are and uh this is at like there's an a scene midway point in the movie yeah. where things are not looking great right and there's a scene too where like yeah. Kip and Memphis are talking, and Memphis is like, I stole the cars for me. Like, I didn't do it for the money, but then people started getting arrested, people started getting shot.
1: Yeah, that's nice, too. Like, this life isn't
0: really worth it. So then, yeah, like, his motivation and, like, his regret, and, yeah. It's really well written. Um, So then uh, Kip, Tumblr, and uh, Toby is in the back, because he wants to be part of this, um, steal a car and Toby ends up getting shot by a mall cop or oh, by a rent cop. That's what it is, right? And right, now right. at the end of the film it's like a like a sling. Yeah. And Sway is tending to his wounds. Yeah, community.
1: Right, right. And then uh so uh, yes,
0: yeah, Sway is like heard? tending to his wounds and they're like, Man, I can get in in yeah um well uh vinnie jones speaks up and he's like um yeah I, I remember most of it but i'm trying to get the wording correct uh it's something like it's something like because they say poor toby and they're like oh yeah poor toby if that's poor you can and sphinx for the first time talks and he's like uh if we've learned anything Oh God! What does he say? It's something like really deep and fucking. If his unpleasant wound um, has in some you know way what, let me pull the, the rest uh, of you let me as just to pull the up grim script.
1: finish beneath the glossy veneer of criminal life, and inspired you to change your ways, then his injuries carries with it an inherent nobility and a supreme glory. We should all be so fortunate.
0: <laughs> you say, poor Toby. I say, poor us. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then Nick Cage is like,
1: Hey, I thought you were from Queens. And that's the first time
0: he's, that's the (laughs) speaks of the movie. Long beach
1: or long beach. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's like, Hey man, I thought you were from long beach. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then it turns out that Kip actually bought a, an, an Eleanor for, memphis oh yeah I forgot it about ends that. with memphis nice getting his eleanor and a sway and him like hook back up and they yeah nice little wrap up and all in all that's gone in 60 seconds um yeah. which and the reason why it's called gone in 60 seconds is because that was the average time it took a professional car thief to steal your car
1: mm. a little tidbit okay uh
0: what did you think man like upon re-watching this
1: i loved it it was great it was uh, tons of fun to revisit um i don't know this is a really fun movie i was glad to see it again <laughs> what about i, I mean, think it sounds like you had a haven't seen the TV, 1974
0: yeah. gone in 60 seconds yeah yeah uh but having seen the original gone in 60 seconds and then seeing this this actually is a heightened experience Because knowing now of the legacy of the original and knowing what the original did and was and how it was a guerrilla film and then seeing this polished version, I'd almost call This Gone in 60 Seconds a love letter to the original. Like, I feel like Halecki, if he had the money and the budget, this would have been his Gone in 60 Seconds. You know? Um, I I think it's cool. I, I enjoyed the original. I enjoyed the remake. And as long as they keep it in the spirit of, like, cool cars and cool people like being heisters and driving i say reboot gone in 60 seconds again
1: yeah i think i'm on the same page with you like i would get a i would or maybe not necessarily like exactly gone in 60 seconds but i would like just another like here's a shitload of cars we're stealing i guess i haven't paid attention to fast and the furious very much they're mostly about driving the cars fast i think though right they're stealing VCRs in the first one, not really stealing cars. Right. Or VCR DVD compos. <laughs> <It's> such, <laughs> such a time capsule. Um, but yeah, no, same. So Gone
0: in 60 Seconds doesn't have nine parts.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. And it doesn't need it. I'm just trying to trying to think if there are other, like, sort of like movies that are about a lot of different awesome cars. There's not a ton, really. Um, yeah, I'd be down to see something else like this it was made yeah, the same really. way with like the same sort of reverence and I do agree about the the two in conjunction like the two gone in 60 seconds it's like you get to watch yeah like sort of a like a not a rough draft but like a concept movie and then like a fully realized version of that concept later this is very cool works really well together uh, re- reboot yeah if they I don't know if Nicolas Cage gets called back I would check that out or someone else maybe
0: um yeah so uh that yeah that's a reboot for us um you got any uh final words for our audience or hearers uh
1: i don't it doesn't come across in the audio but i'm doing that weird nicholas cage thing where he makes the i love you hands and then shakes them as they're listening to lowrider right before they go um <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know I don't that. uh yeah
0: um this has been Reboot Deboot, guys, and uh, we will see you next week. He stinks, and I don't like it. Well, we better get going.
1: I wonder, will we ever see each other again? Who knows? God willing, we'll all meet again in Spaceballs 2 to search for more money. Cowabunga.